Section86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. 86 Productions. Fourteenth annual WrestleMania pre-show. You're in for a real treat tonight as we have Doug, Roger, and Aaron to join Anders. We discuss WrestleMania 39. So let's get right to the matches. So Aaron, who do you have? We have Brock Lesnar taking on Amos. Who do you think is going to win this one? Uh, well, I'm going to go on a limb and say it's really hard to bet against Brock Lesnar. So I'm not going to do it here. I'm going to take Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think we all had this conversation uh, a few WrestleManias back. You don't bet against Brock Lesnar. And I'm pretty sure we did all bet against Brock Lesnar and all lost. But you don't do it here. This is the Brock Lesnar show. I'm going to take Brock Lesnar. I'm not 100% sure who the winner is. I know who loses, though, and that's the fans. And I'm going to sweep that one. So next we have we have Trish, Lita, and Becky T on damage control. Uh, I'm going to go with um, Trish, Lita, and Becky on this one. Doug, what do you got? I'm a, not. I'm going to pick them also, but I'm not as confident in this one as I am Brock Lesnar just because of the rumors of what they are trying to set up for later. So um, I could see some shenanigans going on in this uh, type of match where damage control takes it, but my money is on Trish, Lita, and Becky. Yeah, I'm 51-49. I'm going to vote on the Legends just because it's WrestleMania and this is a feel-good moment. But I am not confident on this. I think it doesn't hurt Trish or Lee to take the pinfall. Yeah, I, I got them barely. Like, I would not be shocked at all if Damage Control won this. Yeah, Roger took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say the exact same thing. So, uh, moving on, though, to we have Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Walter. Yes, his name is Walter. Uh, and, uh, Walter is currently the IC champion, uh, second longest reigning IC champion, I believe now. Um, so that might come into uh, effect here or might come into account, or at least he's very high up there. Um, right now they've been talking about it quite a bit. Um, Andy, I got to ask you your boy Gunther, formerly known as Walter, who are you taking? Which one Gunther or Walter? Yeah. Who are you taking? Oh gosh, definitely. Definitely Gunther. <laughs> do, you, do you give Seamus or Drew McIntyre any uh, any shot here? In, uh, in all seriousness, I I I I don't do not think he's going to drop it till SummerSlam. I think that's when he'll drop it. I do not think he'll drop it here. I think that he'll actually win because realistically, does Drew need it? No, he should be in the world title picture. Does Seamus need it? No, he needs to retire. Simple as that. It's the Dana Brooke thing. Seamus just needs to go away. Love him though. Uh, can we get a follow up on that? You think Seamus needs to retire? I, I'm kind of like over him. Like I, I'm bored. I'm bored with him. I see him. I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's pretty over right now too. I mean, yeah. And that's a shameful thing you would say. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't, I shouldn't bring him down to Dana's, uh, uh, horrible level. Just gingers. I, I think what Andy is trying to say is that there's too many limes. I'm going to go with uh, the formerly the artist formerly known as Walter Gunther. I agree with you. I'm going to go with Walter as well. I think that uh, Seamus and McIntyre will probably end up screwing each other out of the title. And then they'll end they up should feud because I don't think we've seen that before. 
So, Aaron, following up on your thing real quick, currently Gunther slash Walter is at 248, uh, 284 days. He is fourth all time. However, Greg Valentine is at 285, so we know Gunther is going to pass him. The next is Doug's favorite, Randy Savage, at 414. So if they were going to break the record, I believe he would have to go through SummerSlam to do so. 454 is the all-time by Honky Talk Man. I'm going to go Gunther as well. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he lost it. I don't think he's eating the pinfall. I don't think he's submitting here, but I think this is triple threat match. Good time for him to hold the title and keep it going. Do you have to change the uh, title reign if you change your name? So if he changes back to Gunther, does, does that change the title, Ron? I believe he changed his name before he won the IC. Yeah, he did. He did, but I was just so he went to Walter. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we're all picking Gunther, but you know, technically it's Walter. You'd have to ask the Sonics and Thunder on that one, since I think Got it. Thunder claimed the Sonics championship. You know what? I know I know how long Gunther's gonna keep it for. Money in the bank. He'll lose it there. I think that's July second, I wanna say. Yeah, but it's in England. So. Oh, interesting! Yeah, so you... to the new Pete Dunn, I heard that wrestler's coming back. Ooh, Pete Dunn! Yeah, he... yeah. You mean Butch? No, I mean Pete Dunn. Oh. Yeah, so Butch might be no more. Which again, who knows? Maybe got the crap and goes back to Walter. But um, moving on, though, Andy, your favorite wrestler of all time, John Cena. He's going to be taking on Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. So interesting build-up because they only like you know. I, they met, I think, a year ago or so, two years ago, uh, kind of teased a little something. And then, again, they did it most recently, a few weeks ago. And, you know, they accepted uh, – John Cena accepted Austin Theory's challenge. Who do you got here, Andy? Oh, I, easily. It's going to be John Cena winning. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that uh, the You Can't See Me man, um, he would re- usually put over Austin Theory. But I have a feeling that uh, that's not going to happen because it, I think Cena may be around for a few weeks. Uh, and I think, but eventually Austin will, he'll drop it back to Austin, but it'll be on a raw, unfortunately. But it, yeah, but that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, Aaron, who do you got? I'm going to pick Austin Theory. And I think that this is a, a passing the torch moment here. I will say, I actually agree with you, Andy. I could see John Cena getting the title and then dropping it like on the next pay-per-view, you know, just for whatever reason, because it's WWE and that's their style of booking. Uh, this could be telling here. This could be like, hey, who's booking this? Is it Vince? Is it Trips? We'll, we'll kind of see, you know, based on this match, I think. But I, right now I'm going to pick Austin Theory. Does John Cena have a movie that he's trying to uh, promote right now? Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious? Oh, okay. Well... His title reign, if he gets one, will be fast. I don't know how furious it'll be, but uh, give me Austin Theory. Austin Theory won the Money in the Bank last year, was involved in some high-profile feuds. I don't see any way John Cena wins this. I'm not saying it's 100%, but Cena ain't winning a United States championship at this point in his career. Give me Austin Theory. Take it to the bank. All right, so let's move on to, of course, that's uh, the Mister, you know, father-son match that's going to be uh, happening. So of everything that's going on, Roger, who do you got in this one? So, question, is this a prison yard rules match, or is it in the ring? Because if it's a prison yard rules match, Dom all the way. He's in his own backyard. He's got home field advantage. This dude's the guy who runs the C block. 
In the ring, I mean, I feel like Rey Mysterio's probably got the advantage, but he's the younger guy. I'm going to go with the hard, like, street-tough thug. You know, I bet Dom's going to have a thug life tattoo here shortly. Give me Dom Mysterio. Or honestly, I want him desperately to come out with a shirt, kind of like Eddie's old Scarface shirt, but it says, Who's Your Mommy? And it's a picture of Rhea Ripley with the Scarface photo. Like, that needs to solidify the heel turn. I go with Dom Mysterio all day here. Is emancipation on the line here? Is that something we can do? Put that on a pole? Do we put a mommy on a pole? Do we have a bagwell on a forklift uh, available? Um, I, I think this one actually really does come down to what is the stipulation on who uh, who wins this match. But I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to give this to Ray because WrestleMania is a feel good kind of moment. Uh, I think Ray beats him and then he tries to uh, you know the. Uh, judgment day goes off on him and Dom may start to turn back. I don't know, but give me, uh, give me Ray. I'm going to go Dominic here just because I, I could see a situation where Ray doesn't want to do a move because it'll hurt his son and the hesitation gives the, the win to Dominic. But I do agree with you, Doug. I think it'll depend on what type of you know rules there are for this match. You know, if they do change it kind of last minute, if they say this is a prison yard rule match or something like that, who knows? Uh, Andy, how about you? Well, I'm going to go here. Uh, I'm going to actually say that uh, Ray is going to win. And I oh, think I and, lost this pick now. And the reason why I think that is because uh, I believe that Ray's going to win here, but then he's going to put a son over next year. So, but that's what I think is really going to happen. So now let's move on to Finn Balor taking on Edge and Hell in the Cell. To me, this is going to be an easy one to pick. I'm going to pick Finn Balor all the way. Uh, Aaron, who do you have? I, you know, I don't know if it's that easy. I'm going to agree with you, though. I'm going to pick Finn here. Because I think that they're going to continue the feud uh, with uh, with, with um, uh, Judgment Day. Ugh, I know. I, I, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to pick Finn for that reason. And also, I think that Finn getting a win does help elevate him a lot over Edge. So that's why I'm going to pick him. But the smart move would be to get let Edge get the win, have a feel-good moment. But I think Finn is going to be the one to win here. I think the smart move is to give Finn the win because Judgment Day needs this win. They need this win. And I, I just give me Finn Balor all day. Finn Balor would make more sense to me, but I believe Edge said at some point last year he's retiring. Like this is kind of his swan song. I, I take Edge in the Hell in a Cell. Finn Balor hasn't really gotten like the big signature victory, but he did win the I Quit, and I believe they hit the concerto on Beth. That was probably his victory in the feud. I think this is Edge's victory in the feud. This closes the door on this once and for all, and they both go their separate ways. Hopefully, this leads to Judgment Day kicking out Finn Balor, and Finn can go back to being Finn Balor, and they can find someone else carrying across looking at you to lead this kind of boring group besides Rhea. So I hope this closes the door on this once and for all. Is the demon making an appearance? That is the second. Uh, I I would hope they do something, but I think it would have to do something brood related um, if he's going to do it. Try to quote unquote get into uh, Edge's mind. So I think they they do that. That's what you're going to have to do. Um, something of that uh, you know is disgusting. Uh, well, not really, but Finn Bal or not Finn, but uh, Seth Rollins takes on Logan Paul. Logan Paul, blah 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 blah. Um, Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with uh, Logan Paul on this one. So, Doug, what do you think? Oh, um, 
In all honesty, Seth Rollins should win, but I think that this is going to be Logan Paul's breakout moment where he gets the big win on the big stage because he already uh, – he. They did get the win uh, the first time he was on WrestleMania, so why not? Let's give him keep giving him wins so he can start saying that he's the next Undertaker, and people can hate him even more. There are people who have accomplished what Seth Rollins has accomplished, but they are all legends. I mean, Roman Reigns will be in the Hall of Fame. Um, Stone Cold, The Rock, those Triple H, those people who have won the titles and beaten the people that he has. Logan Paul is not the type of guy who should ever beat Seth Rollins. It makes no sense. Seth Rollins is one of the five best assassins in the company. So give me Logan Paul. (laughs) I mean, truth me, I actually, so this to me kind of reminds me of what Aaron said previously. This will be telling to me who is booking things. If Seth Rollins wins this match and it's competitive, I believe Hunter is still in charge. If Logan Paul pulls some screwy stuff and wins this match, I'm going to be like, I think we have a new head of creative. I, I, I actually, I dis, I disagree. I think that if it's a wrestling match and Logan Paul still wins, I, you, I think it's Triple H. I just think that if it's something where like his boys come down and interfere, that's that's when I think you that's I draw the line. That's where uh, that's a Vince thing more than a trips. Seth Rollins doesn't need this win. I mean, you're right, Roger. Seth Rollins is a, an absolute legend uh, already. He is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to do all the things. He's always going to be one of those people you can put him in the title run. He is ultimately that kind of person where you can have him in the title run. You can have him not in the title run. He doesn't need wins because he's always going to be a top name. Logan Paul is going to be your clickbait win. Also, this is a great opportunity to turn him face. Because he could, because if they had a great match, you know, Seth can go up to Logan because everyone's going to love Logan or whatever, and he can go up to him and shake his hand. But if the crowd's booing, this is Logan, not Ring of Honor. This is not going to happen. Yeah, but if he does that and the crowd's booing Logan because of it, if he puts his hand out and he like pushes it away or whatever, Seth can turn around and knock him out. And um, Andy, I, I get what you're saying here, but I like to point out that he was a face previously and then turned heel for the specific point of this feud. Because he was a face facing Roman Reigns. It'd be kind of weird that he turned heel for this feud to then turn face because of the feud. I mean, it's almost like Big Show's back. Evil Big Show. <laughs> Aaron, what do you got? I, I got a big look at Paul because it's WWE. Seth Rollins makes the most sense from a wrestling standpoint. And if the four of us are booking, I think the four of us would pick Seth Rollins. I, I, I think like if we were if we had the pencil, we'd say Seth Rollins is winning this. It'll be a great match. Logan Paul's gonna put on a, a tremendous performance, but Seth Rollins need, you know, is gonna win this. But we're we we do not have the pencil. They do. All right. So next we have Asuka taking on Bianca Belair. Roger, who do you got on this one? I love Asuka. She's one of my favorites. She's gonna put on an absolute fantastic match. But Bianca Bella is the future. She is the person who is the centerpiece of this division, and she should win this match hands down. I believe her last two opponents were Becky Lynch last year and Sasha Banks the previous year. If if those two lost to Bianca, Oscar's losing to Bianca. I give me Bianca all the way. This is the match that I am 100%. I don't see any chance Oscar wins. I'm going to be the actually opposite of uh, you, Roger, in the fact that if anybody's going to beat her, it's going to be Oscar. I'm not going to say that Bianca doesn't get her title or uh, back from Oscar later, or gets at least the win from Oscar back later. 
which would be a great match. But since this is the first time they're facing and Bianca has been so dominant over the rest of the card, give me Asuka. I'm going to go Bianca. I'm going to throw a little wrinkle into this. I'm going to say, I just said, look, Bianca's just going to win. Uh, Bianca's here just retaining, you know, count out DQ. Um, I could see something screwy happening in this match in order to set up the rematch. Because like you said, Doug, this is the first meeting. And I could see this being a situation where they want to prolong the story and have it go for the next pay-per-view. And then one after that. And after that, because they have two separate women's divisions with four people in it each. And they have to get the most out of it, unfortunately. So I'm going to go Bianca Belair. I'm like a 70-30, I think, on this um, for me. All right. I'm going with Bianca all the way. Uh, next, we have Charlotte taking on Rhea Ripley. And uh, just uh, just out of curiosity, Doug, who do you got on this one? Rhea Ripley. There's no reason for Charlotte to have this title. She hasn't even been at the last, what, couple pay-per-views? Has she even really been on TV that much? Rhea Ripley is the future of that division. She needs the title. She'll get the title. She'll get that win. And we won't see Charlotte for another three months when she comes back for a surprise title win at SummerSlam. I love that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Rhea as well. I, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good. I feel terrible about this because this is the Brock Lesnar situation. This is picking Charlotte over the last few times. Doug picked Charlotte over Asuka, which we all thought he was crazy. And then a couple years later, I picked um, was it Sh- uh, Charlotte, Charlotte over, over Ronda? Or you oh, picked yeah, Charlotte Char- over Rhea, and I think you picked yeah. Charlotte over Ronda. Yeah, which were that's what are you doing? And I said like I'm WWE logic, and I'm going anti WWE logic here, and I don't understand why. All right, I just I, I throw the balls up in the air, and they just they they fall where they may. I'm gonna go Rhea. There are two things that you should never do in WWE. Never bet against Brock Lesnar. Never bet against Charlotte Flair. You're right. This makes no sense. This is Ray Ripley. She's won the Rumble from number one. She has an undefeated streak. She was dominant in NXT. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about Asuka. And yet, who won? I Give me Charlotte Flair. And I'll be happy to be wrong, but I know I'm not. Charlotte Flair. Moving on. Sami Zayn taking on KO versus the Usos. So, Roger... Probably the best thing that's happened uh, this year, or well, in the last year of wrestling, was uh, Sami Zayn. So, what do you got? And him with the USO. So, who do you think is going to win this one? I'm 50 50 on this one. I absolutely could see the USOs retaining. I think the story works either way because you could have an argument that Sammy and KO simply becoming friends and one of them not stabbing each other in the back used the true victory, like almost the personification of maybe the true victory was the friends we made along the way. However, this is WrestleMania. It is time for Sammy to finally get a win. It is time for him to get what he, in my opinion, deserves. Him and KO as tag team champions seems perfect. It's the culmination of kind of all of their back and forth. Give me Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I am literally split down the middle 50-50. Sleeper, I think this is the match of the night. Very easily to be match of the night. You've got a great tag team in the Usos that have always been there. Um, Sami and KO are people that you can always just put together. They are a great friendship. They know how to work together. They know how to do uh, great, great matches and everything. So give me Sammy Zane and KO for the fun win of the night. And I'm going to pick definitely Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens because why not? 
it's going to be awesome. I'm just, I just want to see Kevin Owens. Uh, I have a feeling that he's going to make a spot. There's going to be one spot that's going to is going to be the big spot. But uh, yeah, definitely. So none hey, of us hey, are feeling Lucy. I'm not feeling Lucy. I'm definitely taking Sammy and KO. And I, I hope that this is a very decisive victory as well. Yeah, I hope that there's not a whole lot of shenanigans. We had talked about, um, not in our last show, but the show before that, about how overbooked the Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns match was. I, I don't want them to do that. We shouldn't have 20 run-ins. This should be a very succinct, normal victory. That's what I'm hoping for this. I'd also add on to it. One of the things we didn't like about the NWO is that it never really came to an end. Like It's fine to build up a high, powerful heel stable, but that bell curve has to have that second half. You have to come down. You have to get defeated. This may not be the end of the bloodline, but this should be the beginning of the end. Okay, so let's talk about the main event. We have the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, taking on the tribal chief known as Roman Reigns. I'm going to say right now, Cody will win. Aaron, got anything? I, too, am picking Cody. I think that... They have built this up in such a way either one could win. You know, we could have Roman win and it would not be a shock. But the way that they are setting things for the after WrestleMania tour, it seems like it's trending in the Cody Rhodes direction. I think that Cody Rhodes is going to have some feuds set up for not only with Roman if they do a rematch, but they have Solo as well. Uh, There was a big hubbub with him on Raw recently. Uh, Raw, uh, Roman had some really great jabs at Cody about how he couldn't hack it in the other promotion. And so he had to leave, uh, which is pretty funny. Um, but it, you know, it was a great way to, uh, kind of get a little inside jargon in there, but the, the way that they have built Cody as this unbeatable person who has not been pinned, has not submitted, lost any match, even after he tore his pec. Uh, and he is, they're building him up to be John Cena too, I think. And so I'm going to pick Cody Rhodes here. Hold on. Big deep breath. How is this not obvious that you don't pick Roman Reigns? I mean, seriously, how do you not pick Roman Reigns? Everybody is pointing to Cody Rhodes. Everybody's pointing to Cody Rhodes. It's it's the Cody Rhodes moment. And and you know WWE is going to do this. You know that they're all going to be like, well, this is too obvious. Now we got to make it Roman Reigns. Give me Cody Rhodes. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him as the winner. This is such a classic WWE move. Cody Rhodes has never been defeated. Not a single man in this company has been man enough to stop him, except the tribal chief. If you want to put Roman Reigns over and make him more of the guy, you have him do the thing that no one else has been able to do. Give me Roman. And should be told, I wouldn't even be mad if Cody won, but I can't, I can't be honest and say I care either way. This is the least exciting world title match into a WrestleMania I've had in quite some time. And I didn't really care about Brock Roman. Was that last year? Yeah, I, I didn't care about that either. But at least Brock and Roman sometimes have some really good matches. I don't care about Cody Roman. It'll probably be a good match. But I'm not really invested in either one of them winning. Roger, to pull on that thread a little bit more, who would you have beat Roman for the title? Because at some point in time, he's got to lose. So 
if you're looking at the current rosters, there's somebody on that there. You're like, Hey, then beating him, will give him the push. Well, you know, obviously that's a feather in their cap that they can go on further. In my opinion, there's always been one person who has had Roman Reigns number and that's Seth Rollins. To me, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns is a WrestleMania main event. It has always been the storyline. Ever since the Shield broke up, they've basically kind of been at odds. Sometimes they've been on the same side, but I just always felt like if you're going to break his dominant streak, it should be the other golden boy in the company. So I would go with Seth Rollins. Past him, I don't know that there's anyone else. I think I would have been fine with Sami Zayn doing it by some kind of screwy Eddie Guerrero fashion. But yeah, I think Seth should be the one who does it. I still think it could be Cody, just maybe not necessarily WrestleMania. I wouldn't be surprised if Roman Reigns wins just because, uh, like I said earlier, everybody's predicting it to be uh, Cody Rhodes. It, the storyline is set up for Cody Rhodes. What a bigger swerve. What you know, If you're talking about clickbait and everything like this, you have it this way where it's set up, and all of a sudden, boom, it's, it's Roman Reigns, and you have to have Cody Rhodes do it in a three-way match or a four-way match uh, later on. It also wouldn't shock me if you have Cody go down valiantly and then next year he finally climbs the mountaintop and gets the job done. That wouldn't shock me at all. And then you build that story. I mean, the one thing we're forgetting is that Cody was gone for six months. So he's coming back after the Royal rumble. There's a very reasonable argument that he's just not ready to beat Roman yet, but then you build him up, you show him fighting. He works his way to the top. Maybe he wins the rumble a second time. And then he finally climbs the mountain. That's what new Japan has done for years where you lose your first challenge and you win the second one. I could see Cody main eventing. I want to say Philadelphia is next year. He could absolutely be in the main event and says, I'm going to do the thing I couldn't do almost like a Rocky type storyline uh rocky couldn't beat apollo in the first one but he beats him in the rematch in two and hogan in three yep Thunder do, do, now do they are you, announce... are you predicting almost to be the world champion is what you're saying he's going to be a new clubber lang gosh. <laughs> we just gotta find a russian for four all right oh my gosh no why can't it be german why couldn't it be walter I, I can see gunther absolutely beating that guy gunther all right, so let's thank our sponsor, HostGator. Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web host? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click screw solver with the free site builder and hands down the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try free download with the easiest. And if you use special coupon code, WrestleMania, you're going to save 25% off your web hosting packages. So what do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite every web hosting costs. So what's happening is that we're going to induct people into our Hall of Fame. And uh, so, what order are we going in there? What order are we going in this year, Doug? Well, as always, we go with the Pick'em's winner is the person who gets to nominate a person first. So, like always, I'm going to pick... Oh, God, I did not do it this year. Roger's going to get it. No, no, Roger's... Here's a special for everybody else. I know everybody's disappointed, but it's going to be Aaron. It was my Make-A-Wish. Yay! All right, so... <laughs> so, we have done uh, the Off the Mark Hall of Fame for the last four years now, since 2019. Um, so, yeah, so it'll be yeah, what, five years now. Um, it'll be uh, where we're putting in one person, uh, two people per uh, per host. 
So we're going to go ahead. We're going to put that in. Um, so we've gone through a list of kind of the who's who's of the greatest uh, pro wrestlers of all time. I'd recommend if you go back into the archives and you listen into the 2019 show, you can hear um, the ones that we put in. It's going to be a, the who's who, right? So now we're at the point where, hey, these are people that are really important for the wrestling business. How important are they? And we can have a discussion about that. So um, I'm going to start things off with, uh, you know, one of my favorite genres is tag team wrestling. Last year, I put in what I said was the 1A, which I said was the what I knew as the Legion of Doom. Obviously, they're also known as the Road Warriors. Uh, they were slightly before my time because they even have a pop named after them called the Road Warrior Pop. Uh, when I watched them, they were great, but they weren't, you know, the most exciting. The tag team really of my generation was the Dudley Boys. And so they, to me, are the 1B, I think, when it comes to tag team wrestling. I know that, you know, people, of course, will argue and say, like, World Warriors are definitely way, way higher, and they probably are. But for somebody like myself, I see the Dudley Boys, all their their acclimates that they've had, WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW, TNA, New Japan. I, if there is a tag championship out there, they've had it, except for AEW. We'll wait and see. But the Dudley Boys are the, the ones I'm going to induct for this year's Hall of Fame. The Dudley no Boys. So who's next? Next would be me. All right. What do you got, Doug? And this is, I'm going to go with a true legend of pastime. Um, and somebody that un- unfortunately passed away this past year. Um, he started NJPW. He has been a legend in so many different rings, whether it be WWE, uh, NJPW. He He's just, a, the guy fought Muhammad Ali. So how do you not have him in the Hall of Fame? I'm going with Antonio Inoki. All right. So what I'm going to pick, this gentleman is very, very, he's very famous for a few things. But I never knew him as a wrestler. I only knew him as a booker. And it's not the Booker T that you may think, but this guy... This guy knew his stuff, and uh, his family uh, is uh, still in wrestling. In fact, if I remember right, it was he started NWA, if I'm correct, or he founded it. Is that Vern Gagne? So, in this, the AWA. AWA. Gosh, I always screw that yep. one up. Yeah, so the AWA, Vern Gagne. So, uh, I believe, I think, I never knew him as a wrestler. I only knew him as the booker. I thought he did great things. Uh, correct. Didn't AWA actually air on ESPN for a while? It did. Yep. Yeah, I so. remember seeing Shawn Michaels on there, of all things. Oh, my gosh. Because I remembered him watching him as the Rockers mm-hmm. and then seeing him on there. It was really cool. Yep. So for uh, this uh, year, for t- my 2003 uh, or 2023 Hall of Fame pick, I'm going to pick Vern Gagne. I love all your guys' choices because you went more old school, and I'm actually fast-forwarding a little bit to be more current. I think in sports, we acknowledge that there are some people who, if they retired today, would be Hall of Famers. Like Tom Brady's debate when he goes into the NFL Hall of Fame is going to take five seconds. There's literally no discussion that that man's not a Hall of Famer, other than the fact that he's a cheater. But the fact remains, his accomplishments are beyond question. Seven Super Bowls, things like that. Right now, and this man has already retired. In fact, Ann and I were there when he retired. But when you look at the independent scene, He is probably the greatest of the wrestlers to truly go through the independent scene. He has main evented WrestleMania. I would argue that he is one of the top dogs of AEW. Brian Danielson is my choice for Hall of Fame this year. All right, moving along. Um, I am, I don't say, I don't think it's cheating necessarily, but I guess uh, inspiration. 
And I'm going to take inspiration from the WWE, and they put a few people in the Hall of Fame this year, one of which I totally agree, and they deserve to be in our Hall of Fame, and I'm going to say Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is somebody who, when you watched what he had done in Mexico, and then you see what he did in WCW, it was amazing. It was astounding. And I... I got to say, like when I first saw him wrestle, when I got back into wrestling and watched WCW, you see this smaller guy and then you see how he moves around, how the crowd connects with him. And then if you watch him and Eddie Guerrero and really any match, but obviously people go to, to Halloween Havoc, it is it is a masterclass of psychology, of aerial assault, of amazing moves. And it is just it is amazing. So. Ray Mysterio Jr. is uh, who I am putting into the Hall of Fame this year. This was, I think, one of the first voices in announcing that I had ever gotten into wrestling. Um, besides Bobby the Brain Heenan, um, this was probably my second favorite uh, announcer, uh, who also was a wrestler uh, and did great stuff with a future Hall of Famer of the WWE. And Andy Kaufman, uh, I'm going to go with Jerry Lawler. Uh, the guy is just a, an amazing voice. Uh, everybody remembers him. Has great, uh, I mean, you have talked about classic independent wrestling on the, uh, when it was the circuit. Uh, he was the man of wrestling of that day. So. All right. So. Um, for my my pick, I, I I like to go old school in this case because there's there's someone that um I I didn't really know a lot about and then I realized how uh how 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 charismatic he really was. Um, he's been in multiple Hall of Fames, believe it or not. He's actually in the he was in the WWE Hall of Fame in 2010. It just took him forever to get in, but this guy who pretty much uh paved the way for certain people including uh someone that i don't think is he's in our uh, hall of fame yet um i don't is rick flair in our hall of fame yeah okay so who's the guy that um it's who uh rick flair was inspired by nature boy buddy rogers who is he inspired by gorgeous george that's correct the one person who was very charismatic and flamboyant. I think he got most of his heat uh, because he was very uh, feminine. Uh, but he had, of course, uh, this blonde hair that was just so unbelievable. But he was very short, actually, and uh, surprisingly for a wrestler. But anyways, I do think that he was uh, one of the... One of the one of the pioneers then, and also because Ric Flair drew a lot of inspiration uh, from him as well. And I think I'll, you see some things that he used to do to get the crowd going, in, especially these days. Muhammad Ali and uh, James Brown also uh, drew inspiration from him. And there are so many others that if it wasn't from him, it was from people he inspired. They drew inspiration from him as well. So. Yeah. Superstar Billy Graham, Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, that whole, the boa, the big outrageous costumes. He is kind of like the Bill Wall Street. He is the godfather. He would be the Paul Brown there. Like, absolutely. I love that choice. My final choice to close this out is primarily really not an in-ring wrestler. He may have wrestled some special matches here and there, but that was not his contribution. However, if you watch wrestling during the 90s, there was a little small promotion up north. They were hardcore they were edgy. Some might even call them extreme. And they were kind of the brainchild of one Paul Heyman. 
And he changed things for he doesn't get a lot of the credit that I think he deserves unless maybe you grew up and watched that era. But the attitude era was basically they looked at ECW and said, hey, we can be more edgy. We can be more violent. The guys like Rob Van Dam, the guys like Taz, they made their name because of him. The Dudley boys, as Aaron pointed out earlier. Paul Heyman had a huge influence on this business, and he was one of the first people I remember. He would accentuate the strength and hide the weaknesses. Not every single person on his roster was Rey Mysterio, was Dean Malenko, but he knew how to get the best out of you. Tommy Dreamer was a mediocre wrestler, to be quite honest, but the crowd absolutely loved him. Raven, good in the ring, master psychologist, makes no sense to me, but his feuds are legendary. We still talk about to this day, the Sandman mediocre in ring mediocre everything but the man was one of the most over people you've ever seen i mean that's that, you're being nice you're being nice to the same i am i am being nice and the whole point is that paul Heyman did a great job of making those guys beloved characters and creating some of the storylines and feuds that we will talk about for 20 years 30 years 40 years down the road paul Heyman's my final nomination and i would have loved to see what he could have done with the proper uh, financial backing that he couldn't touch he could have really done some great things in this industry yeah, Paul, I, 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 I will agree. Paul Heyman is one of those guys that uh, if it wasn't for him, I mean, we wouldn't see certain matches. And his mind is very uh, – his mind knows the business. And it would be very interesting to ask him to write a book on it because he would probably start and then like 10,000 pages later, he'd be like, whew, this is a good uh, 1% of the, my book. I love listening to his backstage stories. I mean, between him – uh, there's only a few of them, like a handful of people that I would li- just, I would listen to them all day. Uh, but him, Ric Flair, uh, Bischoff's good, but th- I mean, just, I would love to listen to Paul Heyman, just go off on, uh, on some of the fans who also like to heckle him and everything like that. It is just, it, he, he puts a masterpiece in, uh, in, in the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Promos. I mean, you, you can put him with anybody, and they're going to become an instant star almost. Uh, Curtis Axel apparently is the uh, proven rule against that, but at the same time, did they really give him a true push? I don't know. Um, but would the bloodline even be what they are today if it wasn't for Paul Heyman? I think that he definitely helped. Roman can talk. Roman can easily do mm. promos. That's not an issue. But having mm. Paul Heyman there to give the promos or Roman can be off and you can have Paul Heyman there and he can do the promos on behalf of, uh, of Roman. And I mean, that's a great way for you to keep that feud going. So I, I agree. I think that Paul really helped uh, accentuate what was going on for that feud. I don't think it would be as well received as it currently is right now. I think it would be a like, Oh yeah, that was pretty good. You know, but it wouldn't be what it is right now. Is Brock Lesnar who he is without Paul Heyman? Because Brock couldn't talk. Like, truth be told, Brock became a decent talk. And I would argue Roman became a good talker down the road. He was terrible to start. Brock was atrocious to start. And Paul Heyman was kind of there to guide both of them. And that's saying something, that the fact that WWE was willing to trust two of their biggest names in history, right? They're probably not the Mount Rushmore, but maybe the next group of Mount Rushmore. And Heyman was very instrumental in both of their careers and helping them kind of build that character. And what we've always said about Heyman, right? When he gets on the microphone, it's not must see, it's can't miss. He coined that phrase and he has been that phrase. He is one of the best managers we've ever seen on screen. You know, I predicted that you were going to put him on there. Um, I'm glad you didn't spoil it for me. 
All right, so I got to ask uh, my what you guys what your expectations are. So, so my expectations this year for for WrestleMania and basically for the WrestleMania weekend, where it's you know it starts on Friday, ends on Sunday at some point. Um, the, the good news is hopefully we're not going to have a show on Sunday that ends at midnight. So I'm sorry, at 12 a.m. or five runs five hours. Uh, but I am actually I'm looking forward to all the shows because it'll be nice to kind of relax, just have a nice uh, good day of wrestling. Um, and this, I mean, wait a minute, isn't it? Isn't it someone's first WrestleMania booking? He didn't book last year, did he? No. Is he booking this year? He must be. Maybe. I'm wondering if we're gonna see how the company is actually gonna go from here on out. Because you have NXT, I think it's going to start with NXT. That's that's at like noon, if I'm correct, and then WrestleMania that starts at seven. I I wouldn't. It would not surprise me if it starts with NXT, and then we'll find out by the end of night one what what the what WWE is going to be from here on out. It could be crap. It could be something, you know, great. Like from the storyline aspect, it could be more. I mean, it could be anything at this point. So I am I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm more of a, like a like a six and a half at this point. So, but um, you know, Aaron, what are your expectations this year for WrestleMania? There's fewer matches announced right now, which I actually like. Um, I don't think everyone should be on the card. I think WrestleMania should be like your biggest and your best matches. Um, you know, the two night thing. I'm. I'd rather just have one four hour, four and a half hour show personally. And just the biggest matches is what I would rather do. But for the two nights, I think we're going to see some really great matches. I think that we're going to see some really like, okay, this is a raw, you know, like this is a raw match, you know, but like they got to put it on there. So I'm going to keep my expectations in check. I'm going to give this like a five out of 10 is what I'm expecting. So I'm going to say, I think it'll be middle of the pack. I think the tag title match is going to be great. Uh, I think Bianca and Asuka can put on a really good match as well. We'll see some surprises in there. I think that the the um, uh, European World War Three match will be great. Um, I think low key. I'm going to say this right now, and you guys are going to like roast me for it, or you're going to just like tell me I'm an idiot. I want to see almost some Brock Lesnar. I want to see it. I and I'm not saying it's going to be good. It's going to be a negative five star match. It's going to be terrible. I want to see it. It's it's a train wreck. It is. I want to see. I want to see Lesnar f five him. I want to see something crazy happen. It's going to be three minutes of silliness and terribleness. It will not make anyone's match of the year. I want to see it. So I know my match of the year right now. I'm just letting you know what it, what it's not going to be. And, and I might say this is the worst feud of the year. That's the funny thing. This <laughs> might be my worst feud of the year. I want to see this match because it's stupid, but I want to see it. What are they feuding over? Biggest okay. big guy. But Brock isn't like a biggest big guy. Like Big Show almost is a biggest big guy type. Feet. Okay. Uh, honestly, Aaron really kind of took the words out of my mouth. I'm less excited about most of the matches. I think a lot of the matches were fine. Kind of the way I feel about Cody versus Roman is kind of how I feel about the whole card. It's fine. There's a, maybe one or two matches that I'm really excited for. Bianca and Asuka and the tag match. The Usos versus Sammy and KO should be fantastic. What actually has me curious is... Seeing the direction of the company. Is this truly Hunter's vision? Is this his show? Um, is he in charge of things? Or has Vince truly returned? Because I think we skipped one match. Didn't we skip the Bray Wyatt match? I don't even think we bothered talking about Bray versus Lashley. 
We, we don't know if that one's going to go. We don't even know if it's happening. But the whole point is that, like, if the things start to not make sense once again, because I think I said last time, I thought they were going in the right direction at some point, and now I'm not really sure. If we see something stupid like Brock versus almost getting 15 minutes, I have real concerns. If we see something like Roman versus Cody getting five minutes, I have real concerns. If Charlotte beats Rhea Ripley, I don't think Hunter's in charge anymore. And at that point, now it becomes, I don't really care about the result of this. I think this company is going downhill. But if they do the things that make it remind of NXT where it was really good and it was enjoyable and you didn't feel like an idiot for following the storylines then this could be a good show. But right now, I'm going to temper my expectations. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. I think part of the problem for me is that there, once upon a time when we went into WrestleMania, NXT was also fantastic. So you got a great night of NXT, you got a great night of WrestleMania, or you got a crap night of WrestleMania, at least was followed by a really fun night, or had preceded by a great NXT. Now I don't really care about NXT. I don't know. We did 10 of these matches. I think we only listed one of these as like a potential match of the year. And this is WrestleMania. This should be your best matches of the year with your biggest feuds of the year. And most of these feel either thrown together or irrelevant or just kind of meh. So four of 10. And I hope they uh, beat my expectations. I'm kind of along the same lines as Roger with the four out of 10, because I think there's only four out of these 10 matches that I'm, I only, I, I don't want to say excited for, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to watch them. Uh, I think Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns will be decent. Uh, Sami Zayn versus KO and or Sami Zayn. I'm sorry. I said that like Andy did Sami Zayn and KO versus the Usos. I think that, uh, that has potential for being a really good match. Um, Seth Rollins and Logan Paul is my long shot. Uh, and then Finn Balor versus Edge. I think that is one of them that, again, has potential to be a really great match. Um, but they haven't pulled every card. And until you're going to pull out the Demon versus Edge, then then I'd be a little bit more excited about it. But it's, you know, it, are, is it going to be this? I, I feel like this WrestleMania is going to be gimmicky, where it's going to have those just those sad things and and just just oh god (laughs) (laughs) that makes it an instant classic if that's a seriously a soap on the rope match anyone want to bet that Corey graves makes a reference to that because he is really leaning into the prison references and i can see him making that joke at wrestlemania he he definitely will if Andy leaves this in the uh, in the show. Hundred percent, hundred percent. If somebody else, you know, I mean, since they all we all know they all listen. <laughs> so about a rope match, you say? So far, yeah, I was like, no one actually referenced what had been said, so everyone's probably confused. Like, what is so funny? Yep. You so know, then you know, then you know Vince is back. If that yes. happens, then yes. then, then and, that's the time where it's like, all right, well, I'm gonna leave the room. Actually, at that point, then I question: Is Vince McMahon back, or is Vince Russo back? <laughs> oh. Why not both? Oh God, that would be hilarious if if you if you bring out Vince Russo at the end of WrestleMania and you have Roman Reigns just lay down for Cody Rhodes or Cody or or, or even the reverse, you have Cody Rhodes just lay down for Roman Reigns. Like we all know you're gonna win. This is it. This is your boy. This is you thing. And then the elite come out and it's Cody Rhodes yep. versus Kenny Omega. That's the main event of WrestleMania. That they oh did my not God. know about. That, 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 that makes it a 10. 
That makes this show a 10. And then the special guest referee is The Undertaker because he's trying to redeem his streak that he never lost in his mind, despite the three losses, or two or three losses at WrestleMania. But then there's a surprise run-in by Shawn Michaels, who's trying to screw over Triple H because Swerve, bro. Swerve. Also, Pitbull performs. Yes. (laughs) When doesn't he? Uh, Post Malone, too. What other crap we need to have a bunch of crappy artists perform. That's what we need. And now, Andy, where's Nickelback? Let's get Nickelback. Glorious, though, Nickelback. Bobby Roode came back at the very end. There we go. Andy, before the show gets too far off the rails, what are your expectations out of 10? I already told you 6.5, baby. 6.5. Maybe, maybe a seven. I'm, I'm almost, I'm leaning a little towards a seven. But, Doug, what do you got? I already said four. Four. All right. So. That's all the time we have for this special. If you're into the Twitter, you follow the show at Altamark86. I want to thank 86 Productions for hosting and ending the podcast. And I want to thank all of our listeners for taking the time to download and listen to the show. And for Doug Hahn, Roger Cave, and Aaron Hughes, I am Andrew Hughes. Until next time, see you in the ring.